The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. He's talking about prayer. And he's talking about someone who needs prayer. And he's talking about how prayer is answered. That it's not going to be answered just because you're a child of God. It's not going to be answered because of that. It's going to be answered first because you met the biblical rules by which prayer has to be offered. And that you understand your covenant that you have right to answer prayer. Mark 11, and starting reading here at verse 15. And they come to Jerusalem, and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he taught saying unto them, is it not written, my house shall be called of all nations, the house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. Now, that's interesting because sometimes when I go to Mark eleven twenty four. I mean, Mark 11, we go to Mark eleven twenty three, twenty four, 24, so forth and so on. But up here to me is the foundation of all of that working. Um, here he says something that, uh, that the house of God shall be called a house of prayer. So we are going to call this for the next few lessons. We're going to call it the priority of prayer. There are two levels, there are two realms, the realm of the spirit and the realm of the natural. And for things to be done in the natural, they're going to ha- in, in the kingdom, they're going to have to be first done in the spirit. You're going to have to there's somebody is going to have to pray and get that done in the spirit. Um, even if you're getting people born again, um, there has to be prayer to birth them first in the spirit. And I think um, the church, I suggested one time that we have a prayer tower. And our prayer tower would be down at the Sears building. I don't know what they call it now, but it'd be way up high. You know, I just want to put it way up high. Now, I know you can, you can pray in a closet, but I want it way up high. Because I, 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 my vision was to have churches to all participate and have different shifts. And that prayer would go forward 24-7. If you, if you remember, um, well, you probably don't because I watch, you know, some Western movies. If, if in the Western movies, down at the end of the street, there's always a church house. And I think it was there to keep down the evil in the city. 
And if the evil is going to be kept down in Chicago, it's going to be the church that's going to do it. See, so, so we've got to, uh, this thing plucked up by the root. We've got to go to the root of some of these problems. And the church is the world's only hope. And the reason why is because the church can deal with Satan in the spirit. That Jesus said that we're seated far above all principalities in powers and might. Let's go over to Ephesians, please. In Ephesians chapter six. He says here, starting at verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wives of the devil. For we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world against wicked spirits in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, what do you do? Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, take up the what? Shield of faith. That's where faith comes in, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the what? Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Let's just stop right there. But look at that, praying always, verse 18, put it up there in the Amplified Translation. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. All manner of prayer. So it's telling you there are different types of prayer. And there are different types. Some of them, one, intercessory prayer. This is where you are behind the scenes really getting things done. I tell people sometimes, I said, you know, I believe that when Jesus started rewarding people, you know, for things that done in the earth, I think at the front of the line, there are going to be a lot of uh, women that, uh, you know, were up in age or whatever in their prayer closet, praying for people like me and praying for people like you. You never saw them, but they're going to be at the front of the line getting some of the biggest rewards. And that's because they understood the importance and the priority of prayer. They, they knew that nothing happened without it. And, um, and so uh, they were interested in prayer. So that was intercessory prayer. Somebody may not have money, uh, but you can spend an hour uh, before God praying for this church, praying for people to get saved, praying for so forth and so on. Your contribution can be prayer. And if you pray right, you'll have some money. You have some money. God rewards the righteous. The next kind of prayer is petition prayer. This petition prayer is asking for something. And all that's in the Bible as well. In Mark eleven twenty four, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. Over in Philippians chapter four and verse six, 
He said, be careful for nothing, but in all things by prayer and what? Supplication with what? Thanksgiving. Let your request be made known what? Unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. The priority of prayer, that if you want to receive something from God, you've got to pray it. You've got to believe you received it when you pray. Another one is agreement, prayer of agreement. And it says over in Matthew, Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19. And he says to them that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that you shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father, which is in heaven. It didn't say it might. No, see, you, 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 I can't hear you. It didn't say it might. See, God, Psalm 111, God is a covenant-keeping God. He'll be ever mindful of his covenant. This, this, this whole covenant thing, look at Luke chapter 11, verse 1. This whole covenant thing, watch, watch this. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. So John taught his disciples how to pray. No wonder he was having all that success. When you pray, say. So right there, it's not a silent prayer. There's no such thing as a silent prayer. Well, well pastor, I've been praying. I've I just been praying silently. No, you haven't. You, you haven't been praying. You've been fooling yourself is what you've been doing. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in heaven, so in the earth. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said to them, which of you shall have a friend? And shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves. Now, some people think this is a whole nother story here. He's talking about prayer. And a friend of mine is come in, in his journey, is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, but because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. Let's go to that verse in the Amplified. He says, friend, yet because of his shameless persistence, and insistence, he will get up, glory to God, uh, and give him as much as he needs. Isn't that something? Now, he, he's not talking, you know, about some relative come by and want to borrow, you know, $20. He, he's talking about 
prayer. And he's talking about someone who needs prayer. And he's talking about how prayer is answered. That it's not going to be answered just because you're a child of God. It's not going to be answered because of that. It's going to be answered first because you met the biblical rules by which prayer has to be offered. And that you understand your covenant that you have right to answered prayer. You have a right to answered prayer. See, prayer needs faith like anything else. Over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13, look what he says. He says this, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Okay. Now, what is he saying? He is saying, wait a second. I've got to believe prayer. I've got to believe that God heard me. I've got to believe that this, this prayer of mine is going to be answered. Look what he says in Matthew chapter nine, very quickly. And verse 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying, thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said unto them, believe ye that I'm able to do this? And they said to him, what? Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. Watch this. And their eyes were open and Jesus straightly charged them saying, see that no man know it. But they went and blabbed it everywhere. Now, no, no. Here's, here's what I'm pointing out. First, there was a shameless approach to Jesus. Jesus was going in the house. And they come on through the door. The man that was up on that roof, you remember they took that man up there? I, talk, I call that crazy faith. But they tore open the roof and let the man down. And it's amazing that that shameless approach moved God. See, the, the word believe has to do with unqualified committal. Unqualified, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. See, it has no boundaries to it. You don't woman with the issue of blood, what does she do? She pressed her way through the crowd. Here's Jesus. He's walking with the rabbi. He's walking with the head of the synagogue. And the head of the synagogue was supposed to order her stoning because a woman with the issue of blood, according to the law, shouldn't be out. She should be stoned. But notice her shameless approach got her healed. And that's when you can tell somebody who believes. When I'm talking about the prayer of agreement, the prayer of petition, prayer of intercession, all these follow that same shameless rule. And he said, hey, he's not going to give it to you because you're a friend. He's going to give it to you because there's a covenant there. And that you're going to have to believe that 
that covenant, you have a right to answered prayer. Not, not, not I'm going to pray for my cousin to get saved and hope he gets saved. I'm going to pray for my daughter to get saved and hope she gets saved. Wrong. There is a, it says the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. That, that's your covenant promise that you and your household shall be saved. I don't care if that boy has been wayward for uh, 20 years, he will be saved. And I'm saying when people don't know prayer, this is a, it's the situation we end up in. And, and the problem is the church. And it starts with prayer. Prayer is joining forces with God. It is absolutely allowing God to work. He needs it. He won't move without it. He's going to stay in the bed, sleep until you, you know, I'm, that's of course is, you know, just a metaphor, but he, he's, he's going to be resting until prayer wakes him up. I'm, I'm just saying, no, God never sleeps, but, uh, that, and I had to learn that. I mean, the enemy came after, you know, both my kids. Uh, more so, both my daughters more so than, than, than my son because he, we created him really trenching that word and so forth. I, when I got born again, my, my, uh, I, I didn't get, I, when I had, first had my daughters, I wasn't born again. So I couldn't bring them up on that. I brought David up on the word. But I had to get them in here. And that enemy really battled. One day, one of my, my youngest daughters over the hospital, they said, well, we, that next morning, they said, we thought you wasn't going to make it. I said, I didn't think that. Shameless, shameless devil. You let my daughter go. Now, here is a scripture. And he said, put me in remembrance of what I said. And most of the people don't even know what God said. Prayer works every time. When, when Dr. Youngie Cho in his book uh, goes over there, he said, went to see a pastor, a friend of his, and a pastor and him before they went out to dinner or whatever. He said, oh, would you pray for her? He said, what does she need prayer for? Well, she's, she, she wants to get married. And he said, okay, um, have you been praying for her husband? She said, yeah. He said, well, how long have you been praying? She said, well, 10 years. Here's what his, his reply was. What have you been praying? <laughs> Unheard of. Going over to, uh, going over to Luke chapter 19. <laughs> Folks, we've been letting the devil run off with our stuff. And, and this has got to stop. I said, Luke chapter 19, make it Luke chapter 18, please. Verse one, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought to always what? Pray and what else? And not faint saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. Now, you know, that was the devil. And there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while 
But afterward, he said within himself, though I fear not God, nor regarded man, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming, she's going to weary me. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry what? Day and night unto him, though he bear long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them what? Speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man cometh, shall he find what? Faith on the earth. It works by faith and he'll avenge them speedily. Brother Hagin talks about it. Time he prayed for his brother and so forth and so on. And when he prayed, just felt the release and that was it. And uh, they called him later on that week, said, hey, uh, Neb, or whatever his name was, you know, he got saved. Here's what Brother Hagin said. I know it. <laughs> how did he know it? Because he what? He prayed. Come on, say it. He prayed because he prayed. He knew it. it, 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 it it's no surprise. First John chapter five, verse 14, still talking about petition prayer or could be applied to intercessory prayer. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, what he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we what have the petition that we desired of him. Look over here. Look at John, John chapter 11. Folks, we've got to get serious about the gospel. John chapter 11, verse 40. Let's talk about that. This is Jesus at the graveside of Lazarus, okay? And she, Martha, very kindly reminded him that the man's been dead four days. He's <laughs> thinking. Verse 40, makes no difference. Makes no difference. Makes no difference. Never too late for prayer. And Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. And they took away the stone from the place where the dead was lain. And Jesus lifted up his eyes. He said, unto, he said Father, I thank you that you have what? Heard me. And I know that you hear me always. Now, let me tell you something. Jesus said, the things that I did shall you do also. Now, now here, here's what I'm saying. He's showing his disciples how this works. And it's not because he's in this earth as a son of God or son of man, as he said sometimes. It's because he was under that covenant. And God cannot break that covenant. And that's what Jesus was operating. He was operating under the old covenant. And he said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. He's talking out loud now. Now, Philippians again, Philippians chapter four and verse six and seven. And he says this, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. What? With thanksgiving. Leave the thanks off. You might miss God. 
He, I'm, I'm telling you the rules. You got to, if you go by the rules, this thing work every time. Today's life-changing series, Priority of Prayer, is available in its entirety on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4. To order in the U.S., call 800-711-9327 or contact us online at billwinston.org. In Canada, call 844-298-2900 or contact us online at billwinston.ca. As an additional resource to help you grow your faith and increase your prayer life, Order the Priority of Prayer Bundle, which includes the Priority of Prayer three-part teaching series and Dr. Veronica Winston's phenomenal book, The World Prayer Guide. This dynamic bundle will help you to pray scripturally, with authority, and in faith. You will also gain a better understanding on why keeping prayer as a priority in your life will enable you to unlock your potential to change your world and impact the world around you. Order this must-have bundle today. Well, I trust that you were blessed by that powerful message. Now, I'd like to take a moment to share some things with you about partnership. This ministry is blessed by our partners, and we are able to be a blessing to the nations of the earth because of our partnership. Now, let me give you a little analogy that comes out of the Bible. When Peter was fishing, Peter had caught nothing. Now, here's Jesus preaching on the shoreline. And then Jesus asked to use Peter's boat. Of course, Peter said, yes. And he got in the boat and he said, push out a little from the shore. Then Jesus sat down and taught the people out of the boat. Kind of like I'm teaching on our daily broadcast. Now, when he had finished speaking, he told Peter, launch out into the deep. Now let down your nets for a draught, a big catch. Peter said, master, we've toiled all night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, will launch out. And when he did that, he caught so many fish till his net began to break and his boat began to sink. Then he called for his partners and notice their boat began to sink. I mean, they threw out their nets. Now notice, I'm saying the same miracle catch that Peter got, his partners got. Now, what am I saying to you? The same anointing that is on me when you partner with me comes on you. That's a spiritual law. That's what it does. I mean, the same anointing that was on Elijah came on Elisha. Praise God. Now, I'm just saying this because the same anointing that was on David came on his mighty men. One of the men was able to slay 800 men. One man that David, the anointing was on. So I'm just saying anointing by association. That is, you partner with me, the same anointing that is on me and the benefits of that anointing begin to come on you. The struggle is gone out of your life because <laughs> there's no struggle in my life. Praise God. So I'm asking you, partner with me. You don't have to do it, but if God lays it on your heart, obey God. Guaranteed you'll be blessed. There are ministries that I have partnered with for 30 years. I don't come undone. They see where, how God has blessed me. I have gotten the benefit of the anointing that was on the people that I partner with. Same with you. Well, do it today. Don't hesitate because a lot of times procrastination can lead to a loss of blessing. You don't want to procrastinate. Here's where you do. Call us at 1-800-711-9327. Or you can get us online at billwinston.org slash partner. Now, 
We'd love to hear from you. I mean, right away. I mean, because God is doing great things through this ministry. I want you to be a partner with me. Thank you so much. God bless you and keep walking by faith. The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independent of this world system and have dominion over it. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast.